Thank you for joining Sunday Morning Live. That is SML Inside the Pages, presented by Cornerstone Apostolic Church, Incorporated. Located at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona, California. Today is December 14th, and this is Pastor Carl Henderson. Our Sunday morning worship begins at 9 a.m., Tuesday Bible study, 7 p.m., and Thursdays, Acts of the Holy Ghost. We believe the Bible is the Word of God. Therefore, we are faithful, we are bold, we are the church. We believe the best way to face opposition is by obedience to the Word of God. We're going to go into the book of Daniel, and we're going to see what the Word of God has to say right after this. John, that that was Jennifer Phillips singing uh, her rendition of Mary Mary's Shackles, you know, and she worked it, she handled it, you know, and it's funny because when I first saw that and heard her singing it, you could you could really tell those who knew the song and those who did not know, and <clears throat> excuse me. 
or how to even respond to it as judges uh, on uh, the X factor at that time, you know, and they had to give her her props as she was singing uh, that gospel hit from back in the day. And certainly we need the shackles taken off of our feet. You know, whatever is holding you back, whatever is holding you down, whatever it is that you might be dealing with, you know, God is able to break those chains. He's able to do it. You don't have to be bound by any situation or circumstance. There is, you know, a way out. The Lord said, I won't put more on you than you can bear. So anything that seems overwhelming, unbearable, then you know it's not from God because he said, I won't do that to you. Mm -hmm. He said, I won't do that. And, and so uh, with that being said, we're going to go on into the word of God and, uh, and see what the Lord has to say. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your grace, Lord God, and your tender love and mercy. Lord, we pray and ask that you would bless, Lord Jesus, your word this evening. Lord God, bless those that are listening, those under the sound of my voice, those that will be listening later as they uh, go through the archives, Lord God, and Lord Jesus, just pray and ask, Lord, that, that you would bless us to decrease, that you would increase, Lord. You know the need of every individual. Lord Jesus, you know those that are sick, those, Lord God, that are not doing well, Lord, whether it's physically, emotionally, financially. Lord God, we pray and ask that you would bless, Lord God, stability. Lord Jesus, that you, you're able to turn things around. You're able to give favor where favor is needed. Lord God, and uh, help us all to practice, Lord God, wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. We ask these blessings in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, last week, we talked about, we've been in the book of Daniel, and, and we're also reading from the book of Jeremiah, that's something that you should be in in order to understand why and what Daniel was dealing with. Now, uh, last week we talked about how uh, to turn it up, you know, turn it up. It means to have a good time, you know, to, to, to have a good time right before going out, you know, as some of us used to do if you were going out. There was things that you did, and I thank God for those of you that didn't, you know, um, and for those that did, you understand and know exactly what, what I'm talking about. Usually, at you know, you was preparing to go out, and you already was, was really lit before you left the house. You know, you, you got to that point where you had that feel good, you know, and, you know, and a lot of us did that buzz driving, you know. I'm not drunk driving, but I, but you buzz driving, which was just as detrimental to you and everyone around you and those that was in the car, you know, but God spared us. He was gracious and everybody didn't survive it. That's the reason I give God such praise, you know, uh, me, me, I know what I'm praising God about and for saving my soul. You know, if you think about the times that you got, that you turned it up, if you would have lost your life, you wouldn't have had a chance for salvation. 
That's a reason to give God praise. And when nobody else is praising God, you need to give him praise because, you know, I'm let's just keep it real here. You know, if you want to be be foolish, you know, no, let me let me let me say what I really want to say. If you want to act a fool and not give God praise and glory for the fact that you are here and that you have the ability, even though the shenanigans that you did and you made it, you have to be entertaining a, a a foolish spirit not to give God praise, not to thank him for what he has done. You know, the times that you increase the amount of drugs, alcohol into the body in order to, to increase the probability of having a good time at the social gathering or, you know, uh, listen, that's what they were doing as we read in the scripture you know, that's what was going on. But all of a sudden, it went downhill. You know, things went south. You know, a, a, a very, when things start going south, is a very sobering moment. I don't care how high you are, how drunk you are. There's a time where things can, things happen and it will sober you right up. So when we talk about going that things went south, you know, things went downhill. Uh, that is used to describe the deterioration or the decline of something, whether it is a mental, emotional, physical, in this case, you know, even spiritual, spiritual, that something has escaped your grasp. Something you had a hold on, all of a sudden you don't have a hold on anymore. It's, it's vanished, it's disappearing, it is, uh, you know, it went downhill, meaning it became, things got worse and less than what you intended it to be. You know, I've been in service where uh, some people have come into service and they were intoxicated and they thought they staggered in, but all of a sudden they became sober because of the spirit of the Lord. And, um, you know, I can think of a number of different things that have occurred that I've seen where people have became sober. I knew a young man who was sitting and his testimony is that he was high as a kite, you know, and uh, someone walked up to him, a little boy, a little boy walked up to him and said something to him along the lines of God uh, loving him. And the man became sober. He got up and walked out of where he was and he was just sober. It sobered him right up. The Bible tells us that Daniel, Daniel, the fifth chapter, the, beginning at the fifth verse, in the same hour came forth fingers of a man's hand and wrote against the candlesticks upon the plaster of the wall of the king's palace, and the king saw part of the hand that wrote. It isn't, and the king continence was changed and his thoughts troubled him so that the joints of his loins were loosed and his knees smoke one against another almost almost as if you're watching a tv program where, where someone becomes so frightened 
that they begin to shake and quiver and knees begin to knock together. The king cried aloud to bring his astrologers, the Chaldeans and the soothsayers, and the king spanked and said to the wise men of Babylon, whosoever read of this writing and show me the interpretation thereof shall be clothed with scarlet and have a chain of gold about his neck and shall be the third ruler of the kingdom. Then came in all the king's wise men, but they could not read the writing, nor make known to the king the interpretation thereof. Then was King Belzar greatly troubled, and his countenance was changed in him, and his lords were astonished. Now the queen, by reason of the word of the king and his lord, came unto the banquet house. The queen spake and said, O king, live forever. Let not thy thought trouble thee, nor let thy countenance be changed. There is a man in thy kingdom, in whom is the spirit of the holy gods. And in the days of thy father, light and understanding and wisdom, like the wisdom of the gods was found in him, whom the king Nebuchadnezzar, thy father, the king, I say, thy father, made master of the musicians, astrologers, Chaldean, soothsayers. For as much as an excellent spirit, an excellent spirit, an excellent spirit, and knowledge and understanding interpreting of dreams and showing of hard sentences and dissolving of doubt were found in the same Daniel whom the king named Belshazzar. Now let Daniel be called and he shall show the interpretation. Ministers, uh, and, uh, those that involved in ministry and those that are not, listen to this. The first chapter of Daniel, we, we read about how the children of Israel or Judah, and they're taken captive for a specific reason. Now, if you're in the book of Jeremiah, you'll know why they're in captivity. And so the Bible said now at the end of the days that the king has said he should bring them in. Uh, the, the princes and the units brought them in before Nebuchadnezzar. And the king communed with them, and among them all was found none like Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. Therefore stood they before the king, and in all matters of wisdom and understanding that the king inquired of them, he found none. He, he found them to be ten times better than all the musicians, astrologers that were in the realm, and Daniel even unto the first year of King Cyrus. So when Daniel, you know, we you hear people talk about the Daniel fast and all, you know, a lot of commercialism and stuff. But the truth is, Daniel was Daniel and those that was with him, his his his, his buddies, they consecrated. They were focused on seeking the Lord wholeheartedly, even in the midst of their situation. They sought the Lord. It wasn't a pleasure to. There was nothing. Uh, enjoyable about what they were dealing with. They were taken from their homes. They're castrated. They're put into school 
for learning, uh, not playing sports. You know, some some kids, uh, you know, I, I've had I have sons and and daughters, and and you know, sometime our kids they want to go to school and play sports. Not that they're gonna go to the NFL or anything like that. You you don't do, you know, that's a whole different level of performance that that coaches. Tells tell students to keep them on the team and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Someone's looking at you and all that. You know, let's deal with the reality of things. Um, you have uh, only a certain number of people that's going to be selected that is actually going to make it into a draft, and then they may wind up being in a under league for a number of years in preparation to even to move up into a certain spot. But but nonetheless, let's let's go on. And so they had to learn. They only they had a limited time to learn what they needed to learn and to show that they were the best, because if they didn't, they would be then given a common task. So Daniel uh, decided that, look, I'm going to consecrate unto the Lord. I need God's help. When you think about your situation and, and the fact that you need God's help, you need to really, you know, do some uh, some setting aside. Uh, I'm, I'm going to I'm going to consecrate. I'm going to surrender some things. I'm going to give some things up so that I can hear from heaven. So that I can find some favor, some some help from God. There was others that was there, but as we read in the scripture that Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah stood before the king and they had wisdom, understanding, and this thing, this meant they were good and they had become good in math. They became bilingual. They uh, became good in science. They could read the stars and, you know, everything that the the magicians and the astrologers and every that they were doing, Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah understood exactly what was going on. Doesn't mean they were they were consenting to different things and participating in certain areas, but they had to understand it in order to stand in the presence of the king. That was a requirement. What is it that you are required of? And you're, you know, I I talked to young men and and I. There, where's the focus at? The focus, the focus of learning something that you need to learn in order for you to stand uh, in the presence of whomever you need to stand in the presence of. Now, if again, if you engage the book of Jeremiah during the review of the book of Daniel, then you'll know uh, those taken captive and those that resisted the vertical order of things. And by resisting the vertical order, meaning whatever God has established, it impacted their horizontal. Now, uh, and so therefore, everyone that was part of captivity, uh, the children of Israel did not have the same reward as Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. Everyone is not going to get what, what you get uh, out of it. Uh, you know, what you put into it, these young men consecrated themselves unto the Lord. Uh, everyone is not willing to, to do that. And so they're not going to have the same. So don't look for everybody to be where you are when God bless you, you know, whether it's 
whether it is financially, whether it is mentally, physically, or, or spiritually, however God wants to bless you or whatever blessing that you would ask God for, and you know that you have sacrificed unto the Lord uh, to live a certain way, uh, this life, this lifestyle, you know, um, they're not going to be able, neither will they be able to understand and receive those same blessings because they're not willing to do those things. The Bible says, Bel Bel Belshazzar, the king, made a great feast of a thousand of, uh, to a thousand of his lords and drank wine before the thousand. Belshazzar, while he tasted the wine, commanded to bring the golden vessels which his father, Nebuchadnezzar, had taken out of the temple which is in Jerusalem, that the king and the princes his wives and his concubines might drink therein. Then they brought the golden vessels that were taken out of the temple of the house of God, which is at Jerusalem, and the king and the princes and his wives and his concubines drinking them. Now, the Lord gave these vessels into, Nebuchadne into Nebuchadnezzar's hand. You'll find that, I think it was about the 28th chapter, maybe 27, 28th chapter of of Jeremiah, where the Lord is telling the prophets and telling them, you know, there's a lot of prophets even today, as it was then, that was telling the people, everything's going to be all right. Don't worry. Uh, one of the prophets, Hananiah, uh, told um, told Jeremiah that and told the people and everyone that that they're not going to be in captivity. Matter of fact, told them in two years, he was very specific, in two years, God going to bring us out of this, this stuff. And I, I'm paraphrasing, he's going to bring us out of this. And he took the yoke that was around Jeremiah's neck and he broke it. It was made out of wood. He broke it. And that's what the Lord's going to do uh, to the bondage that that um, Nebuchadnezzar has over us. But the Lord uh, told Jeremiah to let the people know that he's not telling the truth and that the yoke that Nebuchadnezzar is going to have over them is a yoke of iron. And so it's not going to be broken. But he told them, however, if you yield yourself. If you yield yourself to the hand of Nebuchadnezzar, I'll make it so that you can stay in your own home, in your own land, and you'll be able to farm your own land and stuff, but you'll be under his rule because of your uh, disobedience. But those that would resist it and was fighting against it, they would be taken captive and brought into, uh, into uh, Babylon. And so along with that, was the some of the vessels from the temple not all of them but some of them and so you you would have to wonder like well lord you, you nebuchadnezzar had everything that he could possibly want you gave everything into his hand you gave him the king he was a king of kings uh because there was other kings that, that he had ruled over so he really didn't need these vessels however uh, God doesn't allow things to happen just to just to just for it to be happening, because we find here that uh, that years later, Belshazzar is now taking those those vessels and he is doing something with them that, hey, we're going to get lit. Let's turn it up. Let's turn it up. Let's turn it up. And we're going to use this. They were all right until they began messing with the consecrated items. I wouldn't expect Belshazzar, Bel, 
Shazar, the king, to have any respect for those things pertaining to God or his house. But I do expect that you, as a uh, believer, would have respect unto those things that are of the house of God and, and those, even those that are called by his name. We used to say and, and sing a song that my body belongs to God. You know, the question is, do you still feel the same way? Do you still feel that your body belong to God? Because there's some that feel like, well, this is my body. I can do what I want to do with it. Well, true. All of us will give an account for what's done in this body and even all the words that we speak. But you need to, that body belongs to God. But you can take it for yourself and do what you want to do with it. But know this, God did say all souls are mine. And the soul that said it, it shall die. But he also said the soul that 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 lives in my commandments shall abide in them. So you'll live if you keep his word. First Corinthians 6, 15 to 20 says, know ye not that your bodies are the members of Christ. And that shall I then take the members of Christ and make them the members of a harlot? God forbid. What? Know ye not that he which is joined to a harlot is one body? To one, said he, shall be one flesh. But he that is joined into the Lord is one spirit. So you got to be careful who you hook up with. If you if you consecrate unto the Lord, you're going to become one spirit with God. You want to be in tune with God. But if you in tune with everybody else or other folks or hooking up, you know, as Paul said, you hooking up with our, listen, ladies and gentlemen, when you, when you sleeping around with somebody, you become one spirit with them in that intimate act. It, let's make our intimacy with God. He said, flee fornication. Every sin that a man doeth is without the body, but he that committed fornication sinneth against his own body. What? Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost? which is in you, which ye have of God, and ye are not your own, for ye are bought with a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. So you are okay until you begin messing with, uh, you know, or come to church and begin messing with the consecrated things. The worship service is consecrated unto the Lord until it is not. And then it is not worship either. Praise is an order that everyone out of respect can participate in. But praise is different from worship. Praise is a, a, something that everybody, the Bible said, let everything that have breath, praise the Lord. So everything, everything, everything that has breath can praise God. However, everything with breath is not going to worship God. And the Bible said the Father is seeking such that that worship him in spirit and truth. And so it is a consecrated moment. Praise is a consecrated moment too. Don't get me wrong. But I'm just saying there is one is, is more intimate than the other. If it is sacred unto the Lord, it should be sacred unto you. Whatever God has proclaimed to be his, you know you not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. No, you're not. You were bought with a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. So if you if, if it's sacred unto the Lord, it certainly should be sacred to you. First Kings 13 and 4 says it came to pass when 
King Jehoiakim heard the saying of the man of God, which he had cried uh, against the altar in Bethel, that he put forth his hand uh, from the altar saying, lay hold on him. And his hand, which he had put forth against him, dried up so that he could not pull it again. Now, the man of God healed him, but at the moment when he reached forth to grab the man of God, he was violating what was sacred unto the Lord and his hand withered. You don't have to do nothing to your live safe. Live in such a way that you can, what you do say has weight to it. And what you do not say has weight to it. Your actions and how you respect God and carry yourself sacred unto him will have an impact to others. It doesn't mean that their hand going to dry up or anything, but it can impact them. It can convict them. You'll find people apologizing to you that uh, because they said something wrong, even in Justin realizing that they probably shouldn't have said that. You'll find that things go differently because it shows. But we have to be consistent in our character, too. We can't be inconsistent. People watch what we do. People, just like you watch what people do, you know who's consistent. You know, whether saved or unsaved, you know who's consistent or not consistent. Belshazzar and, Je and Jeroboam, both kings, disrespected the consecrated items uh, that belong to God. Don't desecrate the sacred items, including yourself. Don't you do anything that you're, that for you as an individual, your body is a temple. Now notice I, I'm, I'm, dealing, I'm, talk, uh, I'm talking about you as a person. Now he desecrated the, uh, the, the items that was brought over by his father. He took those things and, uh, and he used them. But listen, Paul said that you ought to know how to keep yourself. Um, there are vessels of honor and there are vessels of dishonor. And so you want to be a vessel of honor. It, it says, the Bible says in, in 2 Timothy 2, 20 and 22, it says, but in a great house, there are not only vessels of gold and silver, but also of wood and of earth and some of honor and some of dishonor. You want to be a vessel of honor. If, when you walk around practicing carnality, then you become a vessel of dishonor because the vessel of dishonor cannot receive the things of the spirit because it's constantly warring against those things. And the more you, whatever you practice doing, that's what you're going to do. Something is going to win. Let the let the sacredness of your relationship with God win over the flesh, because the flesh is constantly, uh, even as we know it, our flesh, our bodies that we are in, we're in these bodies. We're in a body. It's only a house. These bodies have gone from baby soft skin to whatever type of skin that you might have right now. I don't know. <laughs> You use an oil of ole or whatever type, you know, the soap that you use in a, or lotion, you know, uh, 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 cocoa butter, or whatever to make it soft and stuff. But these bodies are not the same as it was when you was that child. 
because you notice the difference and you know the thing. And, and so uh, make yourself a, as you are consecrated unto the Lord, remain consecrated. Don't give yourself over to, to get lit, you know, with anybody. Don't give yourself over to any type of euphoria, you know, because that only lasts for a moment. You know, when when we, it might seem exciting to do something, you know, uh, the Bible said that Moses, uh, he, he, he denied, he resisted, he, he chose not to enjoy the pleasure of sin. So we know, you know, we're not denying that, that there are some things that when it comes to feeding the flesh, it, it can feel good, but we know what's best for us that we should not do that. And the more we practice remaining consecrated unto the Lord, then it's easy to overcome uh, the flesh and the desires and the hunger. We're not walking around acting all thirsty, you know? And, and so the Bible said, but in a great house, there is not only vessels of gold and, uh, and silver, but also of wood and of earth and some to honor and some to dishonor. If a man therefore purge himself from these, there we go. If you purge yourself, Daniel purged himself, Hananiah, Mishael, and as they purged themselves, and they didn't read for anything that, that the Apostle Paul had wrote to Timothy or anything, they purged themselves. They knew what to do, just like you know what to do. And they kept themselves consecrated. If any man therefore purge himself from these, he shall be a vessel unto honor, sanctified, and meet for the master use, and prepared unto every good work. And because they did it, uh, they were prepared. Now, now there's no coincidence that Nebuchadnezzar, uh, God blessed Daniel to have uh, the ability to interpret dreams and visions, and he went back to God to find out what was going on. Hey, Lord, this man told me he had a dream. You're the one that gives the dreams, and so you're the author of this. I need some understanding. Whatever vernacular he used, he got an answer, and he went back. Now, the Lord is not going to bless you with gifts that some of you walking around with gifts and, and, and different things that God has blessed you with and you're not using them and you're being put in, and some of you are going to be put in situations where that gift is going to be needed to operate. You can't be shy. You, you can't, you know, hold back, but make sure that when you open your mouth up that you, that you're speaking those things pertaining to what God has given you for that moment. Daniel even got a little, um, uh, even became a little uh, in his cunningness, uh, even asked the king, uh, well, couldn't your wise men, your astrologers, your magicians, your soothsayers, your Chaldean, couldn't they answer you and give you the, uh, you know, the, the, the results that you was looking for? Couldn't they break it down for you? But that's because he had the wisdom. He had the knowledge that he knew how to talk. Uh, he wasn't cutting the king up. But he certainly got those words in. And so he knew how far and the Lord blessed him. You want God to bless you too. And he will bless you. But let's be focused. Let's be consecrated unto the Lord. I keep using that word focus because I'm working on something dealing with focus right now uh, for the beginning of the year. And so, you know, uh, focus is something that we all need to do. We need to we need to focus ourselves onto our um, with our families. Uh, men, focus yourself in leading your family. Uh, 
um, to Christ. And likewise, um, mom, you, you have Mr. Mom, you have uh, Miss Dad, you know, and on and on, you know, where single parents are in the home. Listen, let your children see you consecrated to the Lord. It makes a difference when people see that you are sincere. When people see that you, you will take a licking and you'll keep on ticking. You know, no matter what comes your way, whatever you might deal with, whatever attitudes might come your way, don't respond to those attitudes. Don't get negative. Don't say nothing about another person because you never know when that person is going to repent and ask forgiveness. And you don't want your children to see or hear something. Matter of fact, shut somebody down when they are talking about someone. You don't know what that person might be dealing with, what they might be going through, what deliverance, how God might be dealing with them. And, you know, so you got to be careful not to comment on everything because our children are listening to us on cell phones and our conversations when we're talking, uh, you know, and they're paying attention. They are tuned in to your every word when you're on those phones. And so they will repeat things or you'll paint a picture in their heart that they won't be able to erase. And if they can't erase it, you know, eventually if the Lord bless and they grow up and they're able to overcome that, they'll be wondering, why did you act that way? Why did you talk that way? Or they're going to think it's okay to do that. When it's not the will of God, our word should be seasoned with grace. Listen, this is Pastor Carl Henderson of Cornerstone Apostolic Church located at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona. I look forward to seeing you in service with us. Until then, be blessed. Rest in the Lord. And make sure to fortify yourselves as we are entering into certain weather conditions. You know, the change of weather will, will bring sickness in, you know, and so you want to be careful as, you know, this, the weather is changing. And, you know, take care of these bodies, you know, Remember, things can go downhill pretty fast, but it doesn't have to. It doesn't have to. And so with that being said, God bless you. Thank you for tuning in. Certainly pray for me as I am praying for you. And be blessed in the Lord.